15. We'll begin with verse number 10. What a presence of the Lord. Thank you so much for coming out on this near cyclone weather. Some of y'all probably had to drive through ditches of water just to escape your abode to come to the house of the Lord. Brother and sister, while we're so good to see you, God bless you in Jesus' name. Glad to have you visiting with us here today. Thank you for coming out. Thank you for being persistent. I believe the Lord has a word for us. We were able, Elizabeth and I were able to, to attend um, BOTT because of the times. It's a conference that has been going on now for about 35 years. Pastor went the first 17 years in a row, and then it just got too expensive. So we found one out here in, in, in Bellevue, Touch the Future, where because I want my whole family to be there. You know, I'd, I'd go to Because of the Times. I'd get all, you know, all spiritual, and I'd come home to a house full of devils. I'm like, what? What's going on here? Because I was talking about my dog. But, and... So, you know, I said, we got to go somewhere so we can go together. So that's why we've been going to Touch the Future. What an incredible conference. But this year, the Lord helped us and made a way. And uh, we were able to get all, all of my children, except for my eldest. And um, children have a way of interrupting your schedule. You know, I've got a, I've got a, new, I've got a new saying uh, now, now that I'm a grandparent. I, I wish I had a picture of her. I'd put her up there, but we'll do it later. But, you know, children will change your schedule. But grandchildren will change your life. All right, now. You'll find out when you have one. But we had a wonderful time. You can be seated for a moment. We had a wonderful time because of the times and uh, incredible, incredible preachers. And we're going to be making these DVDs available to you here in the near future uh, as, as the different preachers would preach. And get up at 9 in the morning, there'd be three speakers. And then there would be, we'd uh, come back in the afternoon, two more speakers. And uh, we would... Uh, just, just so filled uh, with uh, the presence of the Lord and the knowledge of the Lord and wonderful things. And I would write down as they'd go along. I'd say, oh, this one has to, my department heads need to see this. And, and ministry needs to see this. So we've got all that lined up. And then I've got a couple of them I wrote on there. Uh, just, just good to go home and watch. Just good old preaching encouragement. And we'll, next week we'll be letting you know what those are and make them available to you for four or five hundred dollars a piece for the building fund four or five dollars a piece I, i'm sorry and we'll put that towards the building fund i i thought i'd get a good response about yes we'd be willing to pay that but it didn't come all right so the other thing we got is uh we've got our own little hot spot now so we have a new network and next week we're going to put up on the screen uh the name of the network with the password and everybody in the congregation will be able to get on that and that way uh, we're going to be able to increase your ability to give. It's always about money. So this will increase your ability to give in the sanctuary, uh, right there off the app or, or uh, however, you know, on, on the phone. And, but no, you can't watch YouTube while Pastor preaches or any of that. Uh, we'll have all that blocked. The only thing you're going to be able to do is give money. That's the only thing you're going to be able to do. But we're excited about the new network. It's going to stream our Facebook. We don't have to lean on the school network, which comes in and out continuously. Uh, but this one will, uh, it's ours, and 
and we'll be able to stream flawlessly. We're just excited. Great things are happening. We've had two rainy weekends in a row. We're ready to put up all our brand new signs and all this stuff that we've got together with, you know, the sanctuary and everything that we're promoting and making happen, pass out our new connect cards and everything. And we've had two monsoon floods two weekends in a row. And I'm sort of waiting for a dry weekend. I don't want to make Keith get out there in the middle of a rain. But, you know, three weekends in a row, Keith, just bring your raincoat because it's going to happen next weekend one way or the other. So we're fine-tuning all of that. Thanks for our crew in the back that's helping with the, the streaming and the uh, Facebooking and, and then Keith over promotions. We just got so many wonderful things going. And I tell you, Brother, uh, Brother Morgan now over our outreach and uh, different areas where we are. Stand up, Brother Morgan, just for a second. And we're, we're working on uh, getting home connect groups and getting Bible studies into the homes. And as people come to the Lord and give their life to the Lord, we want to have a place for them to go and be connected. We want their children to be connected with other children that fear God, love God, that, um, that breathe the holy smoke and not the other kind of smoke. You know? And so we want them to uh, be exposed to young men and women that love God, live for God, and, and yet have fun, right? We can have fun. You have fun, I have fun. I had a, I've already had a blast today. And I want to tell you what, if you worship God the way you need to worship God, you can get rid of your gym subscription. You won't, you won't need it. You won't need it. You'll, you'll leave here sweating, losing weight, and, and, and just from praising and dancing and shouting and glory, glorifying the Lord. Amen. To all of our guests, we are so excited that you are here. Sister Dixon's sister uh, is with us. We're thankful for that. All of our guests that are with us today, God bless you. Thank you for coming. Brother Waller, you were out earlier when I mentioned. Good to see you, my friend. Lord bless you in Jesus' name. We love you. We love you, your family. So good to see Sister Carol just being so faithful and to the house of the Lord. She's got both her sons with her today. Come on, isn't that awesome? We're excited, excited about it, and just thankful for all that's happening. Book of Luke chapter 18. Okay, stand up one, just one more time. Stretch your legs a little bit. We'll uh, give honor to the word of the Lord. Just reading a few verses here. Get right into the word of God. And I believe the Lord has something uh, he wants to talk to us about. Now listen, I, I just want to mention to you, and uh, daily, daily devotions will kick back in on Monday. I, I tried to maintain them through the week last week, but I was just getting up too early doing other things. Just wasn't able to do it. But they will start back up uh, tomorrow, this coming Monday. And I'm going to mention this in there, but I also want to mention just to my Sunday morning crowd, uh, listen, this year uh, we, we are evangelizing. We are going, we're setting up structures the best we can that we can maintain everyone that prays through and gets a great experience in the Lord. Uh, but we as a church... Together, Everybody say all things together. And the, one of the things we're going to do together is we are going to evangelize together. And our pastor just wants to let you know, I'm not going to be entertaining you on Sunday mornings anymore. You need to bring someone to the house of God because we are going to be preaching the death, burial, and resurrection. People need to hear this gospel. They need to know how to come to the Lord Jesus Christ. And we don't need to just entertain one another, do we? This is about growing the kingdom uh, grow in the kingdom of the Lord. And uh, I love our worship here today, but we're going to be focusing on that as well. Uh, the sanctuary is going to become a house of prayer, a house of praise, a house of worship. And we are going to praise God and bring the power of God into our services. 
I was telling my wife, you can be seated. I was telling my wife, I'm sorry, we'll read later. I do have a message. I just want to talk to you for a second. I was, I was reminiscing, and I was going back about 15, 20 years when we were back on the, the street out there. And I said, Lord, have mercy. I can remember when it was just Sunday after Sunday after Sunday after Sunday after Sunday. We had to get up and sit the people down. Said, listen, you have to sit down because it's time for the word of the Lord. I want to get back to that power. And, and, and I, I'm, I'm going to tell you, to that worship, I'm going to tell you what it did. We were praying 5, 10, 15, sometimes 20 people through every single Sunday. And, and I know it's because they were there and we had exposure and we had a lot of drive-ins and first-time guests. I understand all of that. But I just have a feeling that if you and I get caught up in this thing again and just get praising God and worshiping God with all of our might and all of our strength that we're going to get excited about what's going on in the house of God and we're not going to come here by ourselves we're going to want to bring somebody because every one of us we know someone that needs God we know the brokenhearted. we know those that are hurting we know those that have lost loved ones they're financially devastated marriage crisis and crisis with the children and crisis in their physical body or mental or whatever it may be and we know their answer is Jesus Christ and oh we say to ourselves if I can but get them in the presence of God God will touch them and anoint them and bless them and I, we're just going to get excited, get caught up in this thing. I'm ready to have church at the sanctuary. Will you stand to your feet, clap your hands to the Lord with all your might? Will you do that? Come on. Come on, clap your hands. Let's give the Lord a Holy Ghost hand clap. Let it come from your heart. Let it come from your heart. Come on, come on. You can do it. You can do it. Put it out. Woo -ha. Jesus in your name. We praise you today. We praise you today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Book of Luke chapter 18. Tell your neighbor it matters how you approach God. It does. It matters how we approach God. We need, we need to come into the house of the Lord and just be given it all that we are and all that we have. And I, I, I know today, you know, we're a little less because of all the rain and our elders and we're missing and all kinds of things. But I want to tell you, even when we're on a good Sunday, we, we still only fill up this congregation about two-thirds. This, this auditorium will sit 850 people. And even on a good day, we're only about 400, 450. And so we, we can do that this year. We can fill this place up. If we'll just, just get back on fire for God, just Forget about us and our faults and failures and problems and focus on the kingdom of God. And it will amaze you how God will take care of your situation. It will amaze you. All right, all right. I got something to say here, so let's get with it. Luke chapter 18, verse number 10. Two men. Everybody say two men. And you're going to have to figure out today which one of these men you are. Forward slash woman. Two men went up into the temple to pray. They both went to the temple. You all came today. We all, we're all here today. They both went to the temple to do what? They both went to pray. They both went to pray. The one, a Pharisee, give your, give your neighbor a look. Don't say nothing. Just kind of look at him. The one, the Pharisee, and the other, a publican, a sinner. Give your neighbor a look. Let them decide which one. The Pharisee stood and prayed, 
thus with himself. Pray, <laughs> prayed with himself. I'm not sure what answer you're going to get. Prayed with himself. God, I thank thee that I am not like other men, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even as this publican, this filthy low life over here to my left. I, I'm not like them. Why, Lord, I fast twice in the week. I give tithe of all that I possess. Now you need to understand, this man came to the house of God to pray. He came to give his tithe. And he was faithful to the house of God. Now, for most of us, if we didn't know the rest of the story, we'd probably think this guy's pretty good. I fast twice in the week. I give tithe of all that I possess. And then, then the story switches over to the sinner, the publican, standing afar off. He would not even as much as lift his eyes unto heaven, kept his head downcast, just probably somewhat close to a, a, a fetal position of, of some kind. And the Bible says that he, he smote upon his own breast, took his hand and just smote his chest, just kept beating his own chest, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. And Jesus says, I tell you, this man who, the publican, the sinner, this man went down to his house justified rather than the other. For everyone that exalted himself shall be abased, and he that humbleth himself shall be exalted. Oh God, I want to enter into your presence the way your word tells me to come into your presence. Let's put our Bibles down. Let's talk to God for a moment. Will you speak to him from your heart? Will you, will, you, will you speak to him from your spirit? Oh, God, how we love you, how we praise you. Lord, we want to come into your presence appropriately. We want to come to you, God, the right way. We, we want to know you, Lord, deeper. When we come to the house, we don't want to be like the publican. Oh, God, full of pride. Oh, we're doing everything right. But, Lord, we want to enter into the throne room of grace, the throne room of mercy. We want to come to you humble today. Why, oh, God, because we want your attention we need you, God. We need you in our life. And so we humble ourselves before you. Let's clap our hands to the Lord. Give him praise. Give him praise. Somebody praise him. Lord bless you. You may be seated. I'm not going to hold us very long today. I just want to look at a couple examples in the Word of God about approaching God. You know, I don't want to just approach God. I want to get results when I approach God. I want the result of relationship. And uh, if I come concerned about a loved one 
uh, a friend, a co-worker, uh, sick or ill or lost or whatever it may be. I, I want to get results when I come into the presence of God for them. If I come into the presence of God, it might be for me a situation in my life. Then uh, I want to know that I'm approaching him uh, uh, the biblical way, that I'm coming to God the way the Bible tells me that I need to approach him. Because if I'm going to take the time to come into his presence, then I want everything out of that that I can get. I'm a desperate man today, and I believe that I'm preaching to desperate men and women, sons and daughters, moms and dads, single men and women today, who we have situations in our life that calls us to be desperate. Done playing church. Done playing religion. I'm done playing the Pharisee. It's time to get real with God. I want to walk into his presence and see things begin to happen. I want to see lives turned around, situations turned upside down, closed doors opened, and doors that are open that I don't want open closed by the power and the glory of God. Is that what you want today? Is there anybody like that here? My approach to God matters. Tell your neighbor, your approach to God matters. Somewheres in our approach to the Lord Jesus Christ, we need to lose our shame, our inhibitions, and our pride. We need to lose the, 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 the pride that's in us like this publican. I'm afraid that too many of us are on the bandwagon that we come to the house of God and uh, things are going pretty well for us. And, and if we're not careful, we may look at a brother or a sister that's going through a difficult time and we may say, oh, never out loud. You know, out loud, we'll smile at them. We'll hug them. We might even tell them we love them. But, oh, we have to be careful what's going on on the inside. Side. That that spirit doesn't creep up inside of us. Uh, that says, God, I'm glad uh, I made the right choices in life. Uh, I'm glad, God, that, you know, I'm above sin and, and you bless my life. And I'm not like that one or suffering like that one or over there like that one that, you know, maybe through choices. And, and I understand choices are important, but I'm not preaching on that here today. What I am speaking is that but for for the grace of God, there goes me. One thing I know for sure, that no matter how perfect my choices may have been through life, it is still the grace and the mercy and the love of God that has put me where I am. Come on, somebody. Shed the pride. Our approach to God matters indeed. Luke chapter 18 and verse number 13. And the publican standing afar off would not lift up so much as his eyes unto heaven, but smote upon his breast, saying, 
God be merciful to me, a sinner. When's the last time that we got down upon our knees and smote our chest, recognizing, realizing how far from God we really are, how much we have actually strayed. Oh, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I need you, God, your mercy, your love, your goodness, your long-suffering. I wish you'd just smote your chest right now. Come on. Just hit your chest. Oh, God, tell him. Oh, God, be merciful. Oh, God, be merciful. Oh, God, be merciful. beat upon his chest. His approach to God was an approach of humility. You know, it's amazing that Jesus Christ never mentions in these verses, well, you know, the Pharisee did pay his tithe and uh, the publican did not. Well, you know, the Pharisee does fast twice a week and the publican does not. Well, you know, the Pharisee and the list could go on and on concerning him no because the only thing that mattered right now was their approach to God how they came into his presence now after we get in his presence the right way he'll probably deal with you about some of these other things because if I'm going to stay in his presence I do have to learn how to fast I do have to learn how to pray I must be obedient to the word of God, but first I want to get in its presence and I want to stay there. And when I learn how to tithe and I learn how to pray and I learn how to fast, I want to stay humble. I want to continue to humble myself before God. Is anybody in the house? I know I'm preaching to perfect people today. I understand that, but just act like it's doing you some good. Tell your neighbor, my Lord, this is just what you needed. Not sure how humble that was. Zacchaeus looked at a few people here that had the right approach to God. Zacchaeus, the Bible tells us, was chief among the publicans. And he was wealthy, Luke 19, 2 and 3. But the Bible tells us that he sought to see Jesus, who he was. But he could not for the press because he was of little statue. Here is Zacchaeus. He is a tax collector. He is wealthy, recognized amongst the people, chief. He wasn't just a publican or a, or a Gentile. He was chief among them. They looked up to him. Most of them probably hated him. In fact, I believe the word even kind of mentions that a little bit. And because he was a collector of their monies. 
But something in the heart of Zacchaeus would not stop beating. And I believe we can learn from old Zac that no matter what our position is, no matter how wealthy we may be, how poor we may be, we can learn something from Zacchaeus. And that is both you and I, we need to see Jesus. He wanted to see him, everybody say, desperation. And then in Matthew 15 and verse number 22, the Bible says, And behold, a woman of Canaan came out of the same coast and cried unto him, Have mercy on me, O Lord, thou son of David. My daughter is grievously vexed with a devil. Zacchaeus wanted to see him for himself. But this woman of Canaan wanted to see him for her daughter. But both of them had a revelation. I can't do it at home. I can't do it alone. I can't just hear about him. I got to get to it. If I'm going to have my miracle, I've got to do whatever it takes to get in his presence, to stand before him and plead my I've got to get to him. Somebody shout, I got to get to him. Tell your neighbor, I got to get to him. There was another example, Mark 5 and 25. The woman with the issue of blood, and a certain woman which had an issue of blood for 12 years, look at this, had suffered many things by many physicians, had spent all that she had and nothing better, but rather grew worse. The Word of God tells us she broke through the crowd. She pressed through the people. Why? She had a revelation. I need more than just a set of rules. I need more than some rituals from some priest. I need more than a doctor. I've got to get to the only one that has the answer in my life. These people were willing to press through. They were willing to do what it took. They were willing to get through the crowd. They didn't just come to church like the like the uh, Pharisee and just glad they made it. They didn't sit on their seat today and say, bless God, I had to swim across two canals, drive my four-wheeler through a nine-foot deep ditch of water. I had to wade through alligators, but here I am because I'm awesome and I can do it. No, it wasn't just about getting to church. It wasn't just about showing up. It was a about getting in its presence. It was about getting his attention. That's what I want today. I want his attention. I want to know he's looking at me. I want to know he turns. I want to know he stops. I want to know he addresses the need that is in my life. 
My God, the pastor is preaching to a church full of people today that you need to get in his presence. You've got a need today. There's something pressing in your life. Whatever it may be, we've got to push through the crowd. We've got to climb a tree. We've got to do whatever it takes. I've got to get in the presence of God. Clap your hands. Love him, love him, love him. Love him. I don't want to just show up. I want to make sure I have his attention. I've come to tell him something. I didn't just come to church for a social gathering. I love you, and it's always good to see you. You don't have my answers. And I can keep your attention through the entire service, but I'll leave the same way I came. I've got to get the attention of Jesus Christ. And if I'm going to do that, it matters how I approach him. Oh, yes, it does. If you're going to approach God, you better lay your religion down. Mr. Pharisee, I don't care if you were raised in this. You got to lay that down. That don't mean nothing to him. Whatever you may have been raised in, you got to lay religion down. This isn't about religion. You got to lay your pride down. You got to put that aside. Well, I'm a so-and-so and I'll die so-and-so. What kind of foolishness is that? I'm going to tell you what I am. I'm a sinner, and I need a Savior, and I am not planning on dying a sinner and whatever it takes. Listen, you can be a Pentecostal sinner. You can be a Baptist sinner. You can be a Methodist sinner. You can be an Episcopalian sinner. You can be a whatever sinner. All of that stuff don't matter. What needs to happen today is that I humble myself before God, and I say I beat my children. Yes, and say, oh, God, oh, God, I need you. That's what matters. That's Zacchaeus, Luke 19 and 4. Let's continue. Tell your neighbor, you got to do something. <clears throat> you can't just express yourself that you need God. You can't just sit at home or sit in your misery and express that you need God. You got to get up and do something. I think it's James that talked about don't be a hearer of the word only, but be a doer. I want to tell you, doing matters. We live in a religious world today. Well, they'll tell you that there is no doing that matters. I'm here to tell you, doing matters. Because of Zacchaeus, he had a desire to see Jesus. But if he would not have climbed that tree, he would have never seen Jesus. And Jesus would have never seen him. He'd have went on by. 
I know he would have. The Bible says there was a blind man on the street. And, and Jesus and the disciples, they walked right on by him. Jesus didn't even stop and turn. He didn't give him any recognition at all. He just kept on going. Finally, from the background we hear. But even then, Jesus didn't stop. He just kept walking. But the blind man didn't quit. Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus. Jesus. Somewhere's down that trail because he decided to do something. He worked. It was more than just a desire to get in the presence of God. He was determined to get his attention, and he was willing. He was willing to do whatever it takes. I'm here to tell you right now, this is a dividing line for many of us. We want him. We need him. We desire him. But the old flesh, it holds us back. Intimidation, pride, inhibitions, all of these things. I'm here to tell you today, you need to get up and you need to do something. Still only about a third of you are with pastor today. God has come to give you the answer. It's time to see your need. It's time to see him and say, what can I do? I'll climb that tree. I'll climb that tree. That's what I'll do. I see a sycamore tree. Zacchaeus, you're going to look foolish. Man, you are in that 2,000 pence robe. That thing cost you 2,000 pences. What are you doing? Skimming up that tree. People start to walk by. Is that short, Zach? Is that short, Zach? I think that's Zach. Hey, hey, Johnny. Johnny. Look at this bow. Zach, Zach, has your riches caused you to lose your mind? Are you insane, man? And then there, I don't know, maybe a couple of kids. Daddy, daddy, come down from there, daddy. Yeah, my, daddy, my boyfriend's going to leave me if you don't come down from there. Daddy, come down from there. I could just see his wife with a stick in her hand beating that tree. Jack, Jack, what are you doing, Jack? Come down from that tree, Jack. Get out of there. And then comes down, you know, one of the prize sinners. Is that Jack up there? Shock, what are you doing? It's prayer time in the tabernacles. Walk, come down. It's time to go play. Oh, no. He wasn't worried about none of them. He had his eyes focused on the one coming down the road. He wasn't going to. I wonder if you came to church today like that. I wonder if you came here today saying, whatever it takes, I'm going to get his attention. He's going to see me today. I'm not leaving until he sees me. Come on, do you feel that way? Do you feel that way? Canaan woman, 
He answered her and said, Woman, I am here for the lost sheep of Israel. <laughs> I didn't come here today for you. The NIV version. Little touch of ESS there. EVS. Say it again. Yeah. I don't care who you came for. I'm going to make sure that you see me. Now you better listen to pastor because we'll come to the house of God and we've been praying about something over and over and over and we never get the answer. But that one gets blessed. That one gets healed. That one gets delivered. That one gets help. And now you actually got the frame of mind that Jesus did not show up for me. You've seen it so much that you do not even expect Jesus to look your direction. He's not here for me. He didn't, he hasn't moved into this place for me. How do you know that? Because he's moved like this before. And I've called out to him. But he's never responded. I know he's not here for me. I got good news for you. He just may not be here for you. But that book tells me that if you're willing, if you're willing to push through the crowd, come on out, Jesus. Come on out. Come on out, crowd. Come on out, crowd. Come on. Come stand right there. Come stand right there. Heal. Heal my daughter, Jesus. Now, he can tell I'm a Gentile by the way I'm dressed. He can tell I'm a Gentile by everything about me. I'm probably wearing stuff. There's no doubt in his mind I'm a Gentile. Heal my daughter, Jesus. Heal my What? What? Oh, no, you don't understand. My daughter is dying. Time is of essence. Time is of essence. I don't care who you came for. I don't care what you've come to do. I am going to get your attention. I am going to worship you. I am going to praise you. I am not leaving until I know.
Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Come on. I got to do it. I got to do it. I got to do it. I got to break through. I got to make it happen. Just a few more minutes. Because this is important. I want to get through this. Everybody say, it matters how you come into his presence. Say desperation. Huh? Yeah. There's got to be desperation in you. And then in Mark, we find out again the lady, she pressed behind, touched the garment, and, and it's basically the same. Let's move on. Now, my approach to God don't only have, need to have desperation, it needs to have faith. Remember the definition of hope? Hope means I come with a level of expectancy. But it also means that I believe that the one I am expecting in is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above. What I'm bringing to him is little. What I'm bringing to him is small in comparison to what he is able to do. Watch me. And he answered. Team in Jeopardy. Are you ready for this? Watch me. We dealt with Zacchaeus. Everybody say, I must be willing to do. Say, I must have faith. When the Lord stepped in, he said, Zach, come down. He went to Zach's house. Zacchaeus came up to the Lord, and, the, the, and Zach said to the Lord, he said, Lord, I want you to know I have sold half of my possessions. And every one that I have stolen from, I will repay them fourfold. Wait a minute. God had not done anything for Zacchaeus yet. Nothing. He hadn't made him a promise. All he did say, come down, cook me supper. Huh? He imposed on Zacchaeus. He didn't, he hasn't given him anything. He imposed on him. He said, get down and tell that woman beating on that tree with that stick to go cook us supper. Y'all remember his wife was beating on the tree. He said, go cook a supper. He goes into the house. Jesus hadn't said anything yet. And Zach comes up to the Lord. Zacchaeus says, I have sold half of my possessions. I have, I have given to the poor. And everyone that I have stolen from, everyone that I have cheated, I have given them fourfold. You know what that is? That's faith. That was faith. He was believing. And when he came up to the Lord Jesus Christ and he made that comment, the Lord Jesus said to Zacchaeus, he said, this day has salvation come not just to you, but to your house. What was Zach doing? He, he released his faith. And when he had desperation and he put faith into that desperation, it was amazing at the results. Now 
Now listen to pastor. Sometimes we come to the house of God. We get his attention. We're desperate. We do everything. But we have been so despondent. We've let the devil put so much fear in our life. We have accepted defeat. We have accepted that the answer is never going to come. And even though we got his attention, we just can't seem to get faith. I've come to encourage you today. Don't only get his attention, but do something. Do some kind of an action. Do some kind of a deed. Let God lay something on your heart and step out and show faith. Everybody say, he is able to do above. He said, woman, she's retaining me. He said, woman, I will not throw the meat. Is freaking out because he don't get to throw the thing. I will not throw the meat, the bread, to the dogs. Lord, I don't need the loaf. I don't need everything in there. If you could just. Drop me one of those drops. Listen, listen. Somewhere's down the line, you swallowed your pride. Somewhere's down the line, you found out what humility meant. Because what that woman was saying is that, Lord, wow, you're blessing your people so much that it's overflowing from the table. You're giving them so much meat. It's just rolling off the table. The bread's falling off the table. She said, Lord, I don't need that. She said, if you'll just. Drop me a little crumb. It's all I need. I don't need all of you. I just need to know you're looking at me. I just need to know you're in my situation. It was so powerful. He stopped. Great is thy faith. Great is thy faith. I must humble myself. But when I humble myself, I must be willing to do something. And I must be willing to take whatever he gives. Because whatever he gives. Come on. Come on, you need to get a hold of that. 
Lord, bless me like you blessed that sister over there. Bless me like you blessed that brother over there. Give me that job. Give me that situation. Do that. No, God, you know me. You know my situation. Now, I'm not leaving till you look at me. And I'm not refusing. I don't care who you came for. I'm going to get your attention today. And I'm going to receive something. And this I know, God, that whatever you give. I know you love me, and I know that whatever you do, you will take care of me. Your word promises me, and so whatever you extend to me, I will reach out in love and thankfulness, and I will bring it in. Listen, you might be praying for your children, but instead of them running to the altar and crying out and praying in tongues, there may be some little crumb that God shows you. Oh, friend, don't knock the crumb. Because once God gets moving, there's nothing that can stop him. And if he just nudges my direction, if he just looks my direction, if he just drops a crumb, that's okay. It matters how you come into the presence of God. I'm almost done. I hope I hadn't preached this out of the anointing music if you will come. By say faith, she said within herself, if I may but touch the hem of his garment. One more thing, everybody say honesty. We got to get honest. Honest with ourselves, honest with God. Zach said, he said, Lord, if I have taken anything from any man that thought I could destroy him, he said, I will destroy him. Now, Zacchaeus knew he'd done that. He was just basically telling the Lord, Lord, I want you to know I'm going to make things right. The woman of Canaan, Matthew 15, 26, he answered her and said, it's not meat to take the children's bread and cast it to the dogs. She said to him, true, Lord. She didn't deny that. and say, how, how dare you call me a dog? The audacity. No, she said, true. So true. Let's stand. The woman of the issue of blood Jesus immediately knowing in himself that virtue had gone out in him. He turned about to the press and said, who touched my clothes? His disciples said unto him, thou seest the multitude thronging us, thronging thee, and savest thou who touches me? And he looked around about to see her that had done this thing.
that the woman fearing and trembling and knowing what was done in her came and fell before him and told him all the truth. It matters how we come to God. We have to break out of our spirit of apathy. Laxadaisiness. Pretty sure that's a word. We have to break out of our comfort zone. And get desperate with God. We have to be willing to swallow our pride, lay aside our inhibitions and intimidations and our fears and our preservation of reputation and be willing to push through the crowd be willing to cry out when everybody else tells you to be quiet when the law of the land says you have an issue of blood and you must remain so many feet away from everyone and you must dress a certain way and you cannot come near crowds we must be willing to push through any crowd it takes because I must get to you I'm not going to let religion stop me from getting to him. Religion might tell you that the Holy Ghost isn't for you today. His presence is power inside of you. You need to become desperate for God. And you need to say, I'm not going to let religion stop me from receiving what God promised I can have in the word of God. For the promises unto you, your children them that are far off as many as the Lord our God shall call. I want to end with this. Jesus said to Zacchaeus this day salvation has come. I'm telling you approach him the way these three wonderful examples in the word of God shows us to approach him. Four, if you want to count the publican. Humility. Desperation. But not only am I going to be desperate, I'm going to get up and I'm going to do something. I'm going to do something. I need his attention. And after I get his attention, listen, after I get his attention, I don't care what he reveals about me. Because he'll begin speaking to me. And no matter what he shows, no matter how horrible it may be, it's amazing how he does it. You don't feel condemnation. All you feel is love. He begins to reveal things, but the only thing you can feel is the love of God. The love of God. And no matter what he offers, that's okay. I'm not, I'm not going to get jealous. I'm not going to get bitter. I'm not going to get prideful, no matter what he offers. But I want this position, and God gave me that position. That's okay. I wanted the load, but I just got a crumb. That's okay. 
because I know that whatever he gave me, it is all sufficient. It's sufficient. Remove this from me, Lord. Paul prayed three times. God said, my grace is sufficient. My grace is sufficient. Yes, Lord. And then Paul said, hey, I learned to be content no matter what state I was in. When I had a lot, I didn't get boastful. When I had nothing, I didn't feel ashamed. I learned to be content in him no matter what place he put me, no matter what he gave me, because I knew it was all sufficient. His answer will come. He said, this day is salvation come to you. He told the Canaanite woman, he said, Jesus answered and said unto her, O woman, great is thy faith, be it unto thee, even as that will. And her daughter was made whole from that very hour. He told the woman of the issue of blood. But Jesus turned about him when he saw her. He said, Daughter, be a good comfort. Thy faith hath made thee whole. And the woman was made whole from that very hour. It matters how you approach God. It will make the difference. seen myself I've seen myself I've watched myself pray I, I've watched myself seek God I've, Lord save save my brother save Horman God went and visited him just while we were down in Louisiana a couple days ago and uh, Horman Secret service guy in the army, special forces. Big man, strapping strong. Now because of Agent Orange, the Vietnam War, he sits in front of a table in a wheelchair. And he can't even pick up his own spoon to feed himself. He has all of his faculties. Everything's there. But he can't speak. He can hear and he understands, but he can barely get words out. And I've been praying for him for years and desperate, oh God, save my brother, save my brother, save my brother. Save him, God. Don't let him be lost. Praying for my brother Eddie, praying for my brother James. Went and had breakfast with him while I was there. But a few years ago, I decided, you know what, I'm not just going to pray for him. I'm going to get up and I'm going to do something because how can God recognize my true desperation if I'm not willing to get up and do something and so now I write him letters and I told him I said Horman I'm going to be writing you every week I'm going to make preparations to baptize y'all I want to baptize you I want to put you in water Horman I don't even know if he's going to let me, but I'm going to tell you what. I'm going to do more of more than sit in a prayer closet somewhere and cry out to God about it. Jesus stopped and said, bring that man to me. Bring that blind man to me. That blind man could have sat there and said, oh, no, 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 I can't, I can't, uh, I can't see, I I don't, I don't walk out. Jesus! 
Took off that robe. <laughs> because after your desperation, you got to show a little faith. That robe is the robe that blind men wear. He took off that robe. Where are you? Coming. I believe. What would you have me do for you? Lord, I'm blind. That's where it would have stopped for some of us. Gets down in the ground, makes a little mud ball. I'm probably putting two or three blind stories together, but that's okay. Gets a little mud ball, spit and dirt. That's all right. It can be a crumb from the loaf. It can be a spitball from the dirt. It can be anything you want to give me. As long as you're giving it, it's going to be sufficient. Go wash. Another one, he said, how do you see? I see men like trees. Let's pray again. Are you the, are you the one that was born blind? I know this is another story. How, how did it happen? I, I don't know. Somebody, somebody prayed for me. Some guy by the name of Jesus prayed for me. How did he do it? I don't know. Only God can open. I don't know who he is. I don't care. All I know is once I was blind and now I see. But you can't talk in tongues today. Holy Ghost speaking in tongues isn't for us today. I don't know about all that religion stuff. All I know is I had my hands in the air. And the next thing I knew, the power of God came on me. And I began to speak in a heavenly language as the Holy Ghost gave me the utterance. Be it a crumb from the loaf, be it spit from the ground. I just want to get his attention. I want to get in his presence. I don't care what he came to do. I'm going to get him in my life today. Today, I'm going to get him in my life. Whatever it takes, push through the crowd, climb the tree, whatever I have to do, cry out till he hears me. I'm going to make sure I feel his touch today. I wonder if there's someone here today, you have a desperate need in your life. There's so many areas, I hate to even start naming them. There might be something physically wrong with you. The doctors can't heal it. I'm here to tell you Jesus can. You and the missus or you and the hub may not be getting along very well. 
it's time to come talk to God about it. Your children are backslid. Listen, I know, I know some of the greatest preachers on earth whose children are backslid. Don't feel bad. Don't condemn yourself. Just come talk to him. Come talk to him. But I've spoken to him over and over and over. There you go. There you go. You think God's come for somebody else. And maybe he has. But why don't you become like that little woman that says, I don't care who you've come to give the bread to. I don't care who you've come to feed. I will fall at your feet. And I will worship you. And if all I get is that while you're still blessing everybody else, while you're still pouring out the blessings on this one, and you're blessing that one, and you're blessing that one, I'm going to be close enough to you that when the crumb falls from the table, I'm going to pick it up because that's all I need. That's all I need. I wonder, will you push through the crowd today? I, I, I know the spirit levels dropped a little here, but listen, you can push through. You can push through. I'm sure everything was against all of them as well, but they just weren't going to accept no for an answer. Come on, you can push through. You can make this happen. Oh, God. I'm going to climb that tree. I'm going to push through that crowd. I'm going to cry out. Oh, yes. God, I've come to let you know I'm desperate. I come to let you know I am desperate. I am desperate. Is there somebody desperate here today? Is there a cry in your heart? Can you cry out?
attention. I'm determined to get his attention. I will push. I will cry out. I will reach. I will worship. The Lord's going to put something on your heart. you can do. Bless me now. Because once I get his attention, Savior, once I release I my faith, it's time for action. I need faith without works is dead. Show me what I can do, God. Show me.
listen. Listen. through that crowd I'm not going to let you go by Uh, you may have come for someone else but I'm letting you know I'm here I'm interrupting your path I'm interrupting your path to heal heal that servant but I'm going to interrupt now listen oh my lord
listen. The Lord has broke forth on us. He has stopped. He has turned around. You have his attention. For whatever he's come to do today, he has stopped and turned and has looked at you. Now, I believe the Lord is going to tell each and every one of us, if not today, over the next day or two, something that we can do to respond to our desperation. If I'm praying for a loved one or there's something I can do in love, compassion, to reach, to touch. Not just ask, not just get his attention, but I've got to climb that tree. I've got to push through that crowd. I've got to cry out from the sidelines. I have to do something. Zacchaeus, Lord, I've, I've sold half of what I own. And I'm, I'm going, there's a response that God is going to give you. And he's going to honor that response with the same anointing that he walked into this room with today. He's going to honor it. And you might think it's just a crumb. That's okay. That's all right. It's all you need. What a beautiful touch from the Lord today. We're going to see miracles from this, from this service. We're going to see miracles. Great things. That's going to happen. Amen. What a power of the Lord. Amen. Well, can you give us a bye-bye song? God bless you. I love you. You're dismissed in Jesus' name. Hug one another. Be good to one another. Be kind to one another.